welcome to Hollywood North Podcast, episode 9, um, which we're calling T Stops Crime. And this uh, this episode we have myself, um, Daryl, editor of Hollywood North News, along with Domingos. Hello everyone, good to be back as usual. Uh, how's it going Daryl? Um, it's going pretty well. Um, other than the last couple of days in the storm, yeah, um, it may getting to and from work in another town very interesting. But other than that, things have been going pretty well. Yeah, well, myself even affected me because I think I was supposed to actually go to a, a festival screening on Friday, mm-hmm. um, AVN, but that to get that to cancel because of health and safety. So yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so. This episode, um, we're back again talking about Canadian TV and that staple of Canadian TV that is the Hallmark movie. Specifically, um, the new Hallmark signature uh, mystery series, um, Cut, Colour, Murder, um, which stars um, Judy Gonzalo and Ryan the McPartland. And what we'll do is, once uh, later, we'll get into an in depth discussion about that. And also the state of Hallmark Mysteries, because there's a lot of shake-up going on behind the scenes. Uh, we'll just talk a little bit about that. But before we um, go to get our hair cut, let's talk about what we've been checking out this week. And as we've, both, as we've watched the same thing, um, for at least one of them, how about you go first, Domingos? Okay. Um, okay. I'll start with... Um, the first one I watch is um, "Fuck the Prom" or "Beep the Prom." You can edit that out if you want, Daryl. Um, yeah. Just refer to it now on as "F the Prom," please. Uh, that's, okay, uh, that's yeah. right. Excuse me. I wasn't sure. I'm like, well, what do I call it here? <laughs> because obviously, no. <laughs> but um, yeah, "F the Prom," um, uh, which uh, was made. I was, it's, you know, it's something I just randomly found, and it started. I was just looking through Daniel Campbell's filmography okay, yeah. from the, or, or the originals and, and so forth. And I saw this and had Madeline Pitch in it. Yep, that's and what the young, made me watch as well. Yeah. And, yeah, and he had this young actor, which I quite like, actually, Joel Courtney. And also Ian Zeering's in it, who's absolutely hilarious as Joel Courtney's father. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, it's a, it's a film about, uh, on the first day of high school, two friends, Split before reconnected three years later to sabotage a prom. So basically, um, Daniel Campbell's character, Manny Datner, and Joel Courtney's character, Cole Reed, they're like best friends, they've been school- friends from preschool, they're neighbours, everything like that. They make a promise, obviously, to not separate because a lot of things are happening, obviously, in that sort of, especially in the in school when you're a certain age, when you're reaching your mid-teens. In the UK, you can sort of split up and go your own ways. They promise to be friends forever until all of high school. So they're going there, and the first scene is, um, as soon as Maddie enters, fine. She talks to Cole. They say, oh, we see each other after our first class, whatever. And then somebody comes, pulls Cole's trousers down, the whole everybody's laughing around him and obviously you see Maddie the corner doesn't stick up for him sort of hides and potentially doesn't know him 
Um, he's wearing tighty whiteies, <laughs> and that's his nick- the nickname he gets blessing him. Fast forward three years later, you know, Maddie's popular. She's got the jock, you know, stereotype trope boyfriend. She's got a best friend, Madeline Pitch, the BFF, and then obviously Joel's sort of the lone wolf outsider, very talented guy, does art, you know, obviously, and he's always pressured by his dad, played by, you know, you know Ian Zoom from 90210, he's always going, oh, how's your love life going and everything like that, so he feels the pressure of that. Yeah. Um, his brother, so, his, yeah, he has a dude bro for a father. Yeah, but, he's, but Ian Zeering does it in such a way, he's so funny and likeable though, mm. hilarious, and um, it, it's funny actually, there, there's bits of it, when I was watching, there's bits of it, I've seen bits from different movies, it reminded me of the scene of Dance Till Dawn, you know the 88 film with Alison Molina, Milano, you know, with Alan Fick, he was like that jock dad. Uh, I've seen it myself, but yeah. Oh my God! A, if you watch it, Daryl, you'll remember it. So you sort of that that pressurizes his son to be now nah, you got to be the man on campus, but obviously he doesn't really know that's what's happened between them. So they're sort of estranged from each other. But then, so what happens is with uh, Daniel Campbell's character, she finds out that her boyfriend and her BFF, Marissa, play Magic Pitch, are sort of kissing in front of her, right? in the locker rooms and then obviously they she they get broken up and then obviously Marissa sort of you know embarrasses her then she's sort of restrained from obviously the popularity of the school she's outcasted and then she's crying and then obviously Madeline Pitcher's character takes over her place uh, and then obviously she sort of reconnects with Cole because obviously Cole is a good kid he's got a good heart and stuff, even though he doesn't really like that sort of circle of people, he reconnects with her, and then they, then they come up with a plan to basically ruin prom and ruin the ridiculousness of the hierarchy of high school. Um, and basically, just to you know, just to do a little I don't know, com- a social commentary on that high school's only four years, which is basically what 48 months of your life. Mm-hmm. So when you actually think about it, it's kind of ridiculous how much importance a month of a month of four years is put into it. So they 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 go after all the outcasts, all the goths, all the nerds, geeks, people that have been teased by um, you know Maddie's former friends, and they hatch this plan. And then obviously, I don't want to spoil everything, and that ensues for there. And then Madeline starts even having sort of second thoughts, and then you start a lot of things about high school start coming out and you know it, it just, it's a self-reflection of, of us well social media plays a big part in it as well the power of social media how dangerous it is but they do it in a light-hearted way it's far more light-hearted than the show i'm going to talk about after where one of us is lying this mm-hmm. is sort of the less problematic version of things go but you know mm-hmm. it's um but yeah it's just about coming to age but he's really it's really fun it's actually surprisingly better it was better than I thought it would be. I'm surprised it never got more. What's the word I'm looking for? Did get, didn't generate it. didn't generate much heat when it came out, which no, is weird yeah. because it, at the time it had you know it starred probably two of the biggest sort of um, teen TV show stars in the US in yeah. Daniel Campbell and Madeleine Pet. So it's weird that it didn't go further to win. I, yeah, I myself uh, watched it for the exact same reason. It's like, oh, it's just, just Daniel Campbell. And I used yeah. to, because like, you see coverage of Daniel Campbell, every now and then you see it, 
I'd see like pictures online of her in that uniform. And mm. as an originals fan, I knew that's nothing to do with the originals. So that's so yeah. I eventually um, tracked it down and saw it. And it also it also stars uh, Meg DeLacy, um, who people know from Star Girl, mm. um, as yeah. as City um, stuffs, who's mm. um, sort of I think Joel's best friend um, post the pantsing. Yeah, obviously, like I said, yeah, and like you said, notable adult actors like Ian Ziering, yeah. I mean, Shark Sharknado. You've got Richard Kahn from Home Improvement films. I mean, TV show. Yeah. Um, you've got Sherry O'Tiri, you know, the veteran comedic actress. She's been in loads of you know spoof films and comedy and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's, like, it's actually surprisingly really it's much better than you think it is. Yeah. And it's a shame it didn't get more notoriety. It's much better than a lot of the stuff in that genre. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of those. Do you reckon it could maybe become a cult? If it, if it was maybe put on Netflix, like a world properly, is it on Netflix or anything like that? But what or more Amazon and stuff or just no, PO, VOD? It just seems yeah, it just seems to be um, VOD. Doesn't seem to have any connections to anyone because it really speaks to mod to like modern way of um, life, especially for teenagers. Um, but yeah, like I really liked it. Madeline Pitch was yeah, she looked like she was having a good time. Her and yeah, um, yeah. Okay, okay. So yeah, that's, so that's after prom. Um, and so what's next? Okay, uh, let me look at my list. I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna split it. I'm gonna go. Yeah, one of us is lying. Now, yeah. now. Darryl, you read the you read the original book by Karen McManus, right? I've read I've read the first two books. It's a, it's a series, um, yeah. yeah. And I've read the first two books, um, yeah. yeah. And it's yes, yeah, MB. It's a Peacock show that Netflix has bought for Europe, so which is why we can find it on Netflix. Yeah, um, um, I literally, I literally and I have been looking saw, forward to seeing it. So I you know what? It's, it's weird because I see the sort of because um, they did like a showing in the, in the US a few months ago during October, but. I didn't really have a chance to sort of see what was going on because it was comic books, comic comic con season, and there was so much stuff going on. But um, yeah. yeah, and it's got it basically. Um, so let me just read a synopsis. Basically, obviously, based on the books by Karen Manners, a brain, an athlete, a princess, a criminal, and a basket case walk into detention, but only the first will make it out alive. Basically, Breakfast Club gone wrong. Basically, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's um, it's ironically because it's weird because I don't want to give it away for people that haven't read the books. Absolutely, thing, do not give it away. No, no, don't worry. All, all I'll say is this: there's a there's a little storyline in it that actually, which is similar to what I just mentioned in After Prom. Now, after you watch this series, all I'm going to say is. Man, you'll be begging to be in the Esther Prom universe far more than one of us is lying. Yeah. yeah. Trust me, this is like it gets dark. Um yeah, it stars and Lee Cochran, who people would know as well from Heathers and Cobra Kai. Barrett Carnahan, who's a very busy young actor at the minute. Cobra Kai played Young Crease. He's also in Cool Summer, which you've seen. Yeah, so I've seen yeah, Cool Summer. Um, yeah, and this, so he's like reworking, and it also stars um, uh, Maranli Tejida. I think she's a American actress uh, who plays Brown in Rojas. Oh, good old Bondman. 
Yeah. Bronwyn Raz, obviously Addy Prentice's Annalise. Uh, Shibuukem Uche plays Cooper Clay. And uh, Cooper Van Grutel, I believe he's an Australian actor, uh, plays Date McCauley. Jessica McLeod plays Janai Matthews. Um, Melissa Colazzo plays um, Maya Rojas, Bronwyn's younger sister. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Barrett plays Jake Reardon. Mark McKenna plays, you know, the infamous Simon Keller. It's very, uh, very interesting. Yeah, um, um, obviously you can't you can't have a hit TV show without a without an Australian actor in it. That, those are the rules. <laughs> yeah, those are um, the rules. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I the more I look at it because I'm looking at the site in IMDb and I'm looking and I'm thinking about um, the book and the second book and these are yeah, the uh, cast looks interesting. Um, in the book, Bronwyn is pretty much your main character, though you see you spend time with everyone. Um, yeah. I think you. I think it feels a little bit more that you're. It's about Bronwyn, um, the author. She's known for making um, sort of these young adult um, suspense, really dark um, things. I've read. I've read other books of hers, and they're all like equally as dark. I, I it reminds getting, me um, a bit of. Um, I know what you did last summer, the Amazon remake. And I was getting Pretty Little Liars vibes. Um, it's well, it's the same. It's the same genre of book, yeah. but I think it's a very different sort of thing. Because, um, mainly because um, Pretty Little Liars, I think they made they made the sequels of those quite quickly, and that the publishing house they're known for like really cranking out books at a rate. So it's almost like a, so that's why um, if you look at the book series, that's why um, Pretty Little Liars gets pretty crazy in terms of the storylines. Because mm. they are cranking out so many books, it was a, it's no, yeah. it's a, it's a book factory. <laughs> it doesn't give you breathing space. Would yeah, and they don't, and they definitely yeah. don't treat their um, didn't treat their authors very well. They didn't, and it's not the the books not owned. Well, they're not the authors don't get as much as like McManus would. Really? Oh, yes, yeah, so it's more. Yes, yeah, so it's like writing. It's more like writing for like a website sort of thing. It's that sort oh. of rate to pay. So it's not oh. like it's not like a J.K. Rowling to the world, where you know it's your book and you you know you can you live or die in it. It's more or than, Stephanie it's, Meyer. Yeah, it's more like it's more like turning up every day, at the at the factory, writing out your writing out your three hundred um you know three yeah three hundred thousand words and so on and then going back to like the staff writer more than the yeah. author. Yeah, you make it yeah. your staff writer on the show. Yeah, that's it's yeah it's much more like that than. The traditional way that most of us think authors are, you know, like Jessica Fletcher just rolling around writing her books as she wants with an agent thing. It's a very different experience. It, it, it's weird. Um, I believe, and one of the actors, Martin Bob Semple, plays Evan. Was he? Is that? Is that from what's that show? Priscilla. Oh my God. Priscilla. Um, that stars Priscilla. The main. Oh, come on. Pandora. Yeah. Pandora. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, I was like, I, I, think, I, I was watching. I was like, I recognise this guy. It took me like a bit, like a episode. Then it just clicked. Oh my god! I said, okay, well done. Um, Ev, Ev, he plays Evan Nyman. Now you read the book, Steve. Evan Nyman is he around? Did he stay around for a while? As far as you know. Um, I'm try- I can't. Me- I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but 
there isn't a lot of people who disappear. Let's put yeah, there's a lot of people who disappear in the book. It's, it's yeah. a lot more. It's a lot more about things you find out about people. So yeah. it's not like it's not like a, it's not a slasher um, yeah. book. It's much well, more mystery. Yeah, it is, and um, and I reckon it going on Netflix is one of the best things that could have happened to this show, man. It's like it's going to make stars out of everybody there that's not known, you know. I mean, I guess so, but you have, to think, you have to think it's on Netflix everywhere else and not the US, because in the US it's a peak, it's a peacock original. Yeah, well, the thing is, well, it done well, like it was in a top three, um, in a, in a, in the UK Netflix, which is good. So, yeah. um, and um, and like I said, obviously Barrett and Annalise, obviously from Cobra Kai, kind of in the Netflix family anyway. Yeah. So you know, Netflix are very good at that. Like, I don't know if you noticed, um, the old style Hollywood studio system is kind of kind of coming back, where you have got certain actors. That do film for certain studios a lot. Yeah, everybody, everybody above sort of everybody sort of below that A and S grade, they tend to yeah they tend to stick with um, one company for a while where they can. Mm. But which um, is I think it's good. I think it's good that Netflix do seem to. Well, I don't know if it's Netflix, obviously, but the comp- the production companies who work for Netflix do seem to keep their. Um, past cast members um in mind and put them on and put them on other things which i think is quite yeah i think it's always a good idea if you find someone who's good um keep working with them so how so how many episodes have you seen so far i've seen all of them i cranked it all out yesterday oh you cranked it all out yeah i wanted to get i wanted to be and because in a trailer it sort of gives away like it's obviously you know simon passes away mm. like that, that that's not a mystery but um but all i could say is at the first few episodes i was like ah, man i'm getting tired of this typical hierarchy high school trope man and i was like Ugh. but then it got to get a bit more interesting yeah. um the more i watched it i was like okay um yeah and um, yeah, the, yeah go ahead man sorry yeah it, it sounds interesting because obviously the first thing i heard i thought about when i heard it was being thing i was like oh are you going to change the ending because obviously everybody's read the book or everybody who can use wikipedia knows the ending and i was wondering would they change to something else so that's basically what i will be watching for um, yeah in a different, well, yes. Mm-hmm. Get, get going, Daryl. Sorry, I'll say yes. It's different to something like Game of Thrones, where you you know you want to go, you want to see some dragons, or Lord of the Rings, where you want to see some hobbits. This is about this is really it's a it's an interesting mystery and the way sort of like how serious high school can get for people, and just all, obviously all these people's skills. Oh, it's got Sarah Thompson in it from the One Hundred. Ah. Um, she was in like. Last couple of seasons, the one hundred have made quite a oh, splash. Play. Oh yeah, she plays Vanessa Merriman. Mm-hmm. She's an interesting character, very um, kind of similar to Madeline. It's weird because what I actually liked about it, you know, you watch certain characters, yeah, and then you think, ah, typical drug, and then they you go deeper into them, man. There's far more going on there, you know. There's yeah. a lot of layers in man. That's no yeah, that's that's why that's the thing I would say about it. Um, they are very her books are quite deep and do have quite a lot of layers, but they, they, they but they can be like relentlessly grim. Because I've read her other books um, that are not this part of this series, <laughs> and it's like oh, it's, 
it's like oh this is this is grim man this is terrible yeah, yeah. I'm I'm guessing these sort of things like you know when you like last time like this is a hit show from your book this is like what every author dreams of right I would presume um, I don't, I don't know because I've because I yeah you know, I think we think it because we like TV and shows but I think generally especially if you if you've been in the book thing for a while you know how badly that can go oh yeah yeah, yeah. so I don't yeah, think yeah. it's I don't think it's necessary that I think it's I think it helps and I think. Um, if they get a decent amount of say on it, I think that's quite useful. But that's not always the thing. Um, but I've heard good things about it. It was filmed um, mostly in New Zealand, which is interesting. Yes, I think the first pilot was done in Canada, right? I don't, I don't know, but I just I know it, the actual the actual filming. Most of it took place in, and then it sort of it got cut off and then restarted and stuff. Which is in a way, which is nice because when I'm watching it, I'm thinking, oh, I don't really. A lot of the, you know, the, you know, when you watch certain shows and you can tell where they filmed it sometimes, especially us, we know this is in Canada. We know, I've watched so many shows filmed in Vancouver or Toronto, but here I was like, oh, okay. I was trying to work out where it was and obviously the, the buildings and everything was different. So that's kind of cool. Actually, yeah. they did it in New Zealand. Um, but I just, yeah. And I, yeah, the more, yeah, it was interesting that the, the murder, <laughs> the murder club jibe. Like a little little play on the, uh, you know the the, the group, of yeah, them. Right. Um, and by the way, they've get they've got a season two, just so you know. That's good. That's yeah, good. I just re- read on the publications Ye- yesterday. Actually, I found out season two. Well, that's definitely. Um, it's interesting. I wonder if they will adapt book two, because book two is quite in um, quite interesting. Is I would say it's, dark, it's darker than the first one. I'll say I'll say that now because you find because basically you find out lots of things that happened that have happened beforehand that mm. you didn't know about, and you go, "Oh no!" So yeah, um, yeah. So you've made me look even more forward to checking that out. It's a one and done sort of thing, you know. <laughs> so I'm definitely so I'm looking forward. Yeah. Um, and it- D as well, I was going to add on as well that mm-hmm. um, obviously it's going to do, and I know this was filmed a couple of years before. Yeah. This was done before the pandemic. Yeah. The, the yeah, pilot, anyway. I believe, yeah, I believe the show sort of, I think they were getting near to the end when the whole pandemic started. And I think that sort of, they had to, they had to like close it down pretty quickly. Mm. Yeah, that's cool. Um, um Okay, and what else? And I've got Wu Assassin, the Fistful of Vengeance. Yep. Mm, this one. Um, have yep. you watched it yourself? Yep. Um, it, it, the fight scene looked cool, and stuff like that. You know, Lewis and you know Eco, you know <laughs> they do what they do best, isn't it, man? Looking great on screen with fight scenes. Mm. Um, but I just, but I just felt the story was rushed for me okay I'll wait to um, be my thoughts afterwards um, it was great seeing Zan Juju um, mm-hmm. Chen I'm, I'm a big fan of her man I yeah. think like yeah I think I think she should have had a, more of her to mm-hmm. be honest with you um, it was interesting um, yeah. I don't know I just feel like something like this in a series in that series original format obviously was much better and you got to discover more. Uh, yeah. The stuff I liked in the first season, 
stroke part of it that wasn't only this one um yeah, um, yeah like i said it was okay it was like i said it's cool scene eco and stuff and i didn't are we doing spoiler can i spoil certain parts of it or no uh yeah because nothing nothing yeah. that happens in it is really in any way connected to the first season I, I didn't i didn't like i didn't like the jenny thing man that that i got a gripe with that didn't mm-hmm. like that i thought that was i thought i was lazy i don't know if the actions was not available and stuff i, I don't mm-hmm. know man i just found that mm-hmm. I, I found that one a, a kind of a cheap the way she went to be honest with you that didn't sit that didn't sit well with me um but you know you had some cool moments and obviously the location being in, in asia was nice and stuff but um, yeah, it, it was what it was, kind of thing. Okay, so I thought it was bad. I thought it was bad, bad. I thought the um, you could. I think you could see the difference between the quality of the first yeah. season fight scenes to this one. Yeah. yeah, they were not good. They had had actors. It just it reminds me. Of, it was like the Iron Fist effect. It looked rushed. I know they didn't have any time to do their fighting scenes, and they had people who, for the people who didn't do fights. Um, regularly, like the um, um, Europol agent, because I can remember oh. her from um, that um, thing. Chopper's um, star vehicle over here in the U- over in the US, but yeah, she doesn't have much fighting experience, and it showed. And I think a lot, and yeah, I think between the fighting series, I mean the fact that the um, plot made no sense. There was absolutely no connection to the first um, season. Um, killing thing off screen, horrific. Oh, I hate, I hated that man. That was uh, really annoyed me, man. That made. Why would you? I just, it just, that? they should just, they should just cancel it. They really should because it took ages. Because I, I kept um, ages and ages. I kept on looking at Wu Assassins um, to see if they were going to get renewed, and they just never said anything. Never said anything. Never said anything. And then eventually way too late said that they're doing this thing in Thailand they went oh yeah they're not going to have any of the actors from the first one in it and they managed they managed to get three and I was like yeah no they should they just they should have just cancelled it given how that given how free they've been cancelling things recently even after announcing their thing they, we didn't need to see that that was just that was just a action film in Thailand is is like, uh, like was it like a money thing? They couldn't afford to get Winnick, um, Byron Man. I have, no, I have no. I have, I think they've waited too long. So there's no way that they were still on a contract. Mark Dukaskus is is like it was weird. Because yeah, I mean, you know what? I think there was just know. way too much time between the thing, between the first season filming, and them saying they're going to do the movie, and I think. At that time, all the all the um, contracts had lapsed, and probably the rest of them probably weren't interested in doing in doing another one. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I can see. Like I said, but uh, it was just like I don't know. It was it, yeah. Everything like, just seemed rushed and stuff. Like it just it makes the first season look even better now. Yeah, to be it's like I put it this way: um, the first season had problems. Yeah. This is a problem. This this whole yeah. thing is a problem. So things I could watch, things I could, there was plenty of stuff in um, the first season was good. Um, you know them being the family and like you know, yeah, that was like, cool, man. I like the I like the um, yeah. back and forth of you know this is your father. He's also 
he's also this cool he's also a very cool man you know that stuff is interesting but now we just have this really um crap fighter thing where they're in thailand with financial means for some reason i can have them go go around running all these operations like they're the cia and you know they now mysteriously have like people um who can get them who can get them like illicit material in thailand and it's just it's just no there's i know no- luzan maybe i know luzan makes he's quite done a well for himself um, forging cars and stealing <laughs> it's just yeah i and then we've got this interpol agent who is like you know having an affair with a criminal not and not it just make it makes absolutely no sense yeah. <laughs> especially with the fact that he knew that she was interpol before as uh it, <laughs> Even t- talking about it is annoying me, and I feel I felt like I would definitely waste an hour and a half when I watch it. Yeah, so, like... so because like if it if there was a second season and it was even I know seventy five percent of the first season, I would have been fine with that. Yeah, but this no, this is this was just bad, and I could remember there was a, I could remember the build up for the first season because you can follow it on Instagram and stuff. And you can see all the pictures of all the cast hanging out and like you know bonding and stuff, and them talking about the um talking about how they film the scenes and how much it's about getting a you know um an Asian fronted um action drama going back to roots martial arts. This was none of that. This was just straight to video um, POV um, nonsense just gets pushed out of um, Easter markets. Yeah, it was it was just it was a letdown. It was it was a big letdown for me. Hmm. Yeah, man, it's just uh... yeah, I know, man. It, I yeah yeah, I, I know, I totally agree. Even I know the problem you're talking about, like, but the actors and the charm of that, like, really, you know. Mm-hmm. Like kept that going, like, it was very yeah. interesting, man. Yeah, there was some, there was a weird, weird um, like uh, plot choices made in the first season, but you but the but the um, characters were always quite good. Whereas we look at this film, we go, um, it's it's just it's just full of cliches. You know, you have the you have the scene where they escape, you know, and everyone starts everyone starts trying to have sex with everybody else, and obviously that's when. <laughs> Their um, save powers is is invaded. Uh, you have the this is your fault. This is your fault. This is your fault. And then some random person who hardly any of them know says stop fighting, and they just immediately stop fighting. I just oh my goodness, it was it's just tropes. It's like some it's like someone made it um in one of those paint by numbers martial arts films that it's just Netflix could have done so much better. Yeah. No, yeah, it was a bit of a rush drop this one, but you know. Yeah, um, but anyway, man, I'm gonna. But like I said, it's still got love for Lewis and uh, Eco, man. Mm-hmm. So um, I do. I worry though, because you know, you get this, and then it's only a matter of time before Lewis Tab becomes box office poison, as as our Lord and Savior uh, Grace might say. Oh, Grace! <laughs> I was thinking who's gonna drop her. Who's gonna drop um, Gr into it? You or me? Grace has been on a tear recently, man. Oh, she has. But I can... Yeah, yeah, I hope... Honestly, I hope the next thing he gets is better than this. 
Hey, you know, when voice is bad news for you, if Grace's voice goes high, you yeah. know he's not good. <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to jump on to the next one. I, yep. So, now, this is kind of different. So, it's a trailer I saw for Marvel mm-hmm. advertising Captain Carter comic book. Ooh. Yes. Which is a really good trailer, by the way. And I believe it's... it's um, it's coming out on March. Um, let me just see it. Just bear with me here. Uh, yeah, March of 20... Yeah, it comes out in March. And it's been done by... So basically, Woman Out of Time, a reality where Agent Peggy Carter took the super soldier serum, is turned upside down when the World War II hero is pulled from the ice in here, where she was lost in action decades before. Prolific comics creator and designer Jamie McKelvey teamed with rising star Marika Crescent to tell an unforgettable Captain Carter story from modern age. And and this, she looks like Hayley Atwell as well. Like, wow. Damn, mm-hmm. man. Hayley's getting almost everything in it. So she's got her own animated series. She's got a shield, costume. She's going to make a live action appearance eventually. If not in the next couple of months, in a certain film, mm-hmm. um, but you know, you know, all, you know, she's getting a lot of stuff without her even being there. Yep, and it's and it's based. It seems like it's based in the UK because it's got um, her with a agent called Braddock, mm-hmm. which is you know, which that's um, Fing's name, Psylocke's name, um, obviously sister to um, Captain Britain. Um, wow. With all sorts of weird uh, body changing things that we won't get into now, but yeah, it looks like she's I know British Shield or you know one of one of the various um, spy agencies that have the um, MCU. So that's quite good. I'm actually gonna go. I'm actually gonna buy this comic, man. Actually, want to read it because like I think it just looks good. It looks it looks wonderful. The artwork looks great, man. Mm. By the way. Um, Looks terrific. Yeah, March. Yeah, March twenty-two. And obviously, you've seen the poster of, um, you know, Doctor Strange. Um, you know, Multiverse of Madness, and you've seen the Captain Carter shield, haven't you? I haven't seen. I haven't seen the poster. No, I'm not really spent much time looking at it. Yeah. Oh wow. I'm just trying to keep away from the spoilers, to be honest. The cover looks really good, dude. Man, I'm looking at it now. It's got. It's obviously it's Hayley Atwell basically, and they've got a version of the, the Captain Britain uniform, man. Mm. And they're really it, the sense I'm getting from this. I think after she makes an appearance, she's gonna get after season two. She's gonna get her either own series or her own movie. Mm. Well, it, well, what do you think? But that's a big thing though for them to do a your own comic issue. Yeah, but that's just that's just capitalizing on the on the success of the what if. Yeah, and they know her her, her character, Captain Carter, is very popular. I'm like I said, D. I'm going to put myself on the line as I usually do. My prediction is she will show up on Multiverse of Madness. She'll eventually get her. She'll she'll be in one of the other next Avengers big crossover movies. Mm-hmm. She'll get either her own TV show or her own movie. That's my prediction. Note the time, 20 February 2022. Yes. 
Okay, so that's... Is that all that you've been watching? Yeah, man, yeah. So, um, but yeah, but the, yeah, it's, it's a bit different to what we usually cover, but it looks really cool, man. Um, the Captain Carter uh, thing trailer for the comic, man, looks very interesting. Um, yeah. Okay, so you, man, go ahead, D. Okay, so I've been watching... Um, I finished watching the whole of Reacher, um, which is obviously... Um, based on the books of Lee Child, um, which is about the character Jack Reacher, um, former, former military police, who's now a bit of a wanderer, who goes around um, solving people's problems. Um, it stars Anna Richard, which you know from Smallville, um, and Titans. Mm -hmm. um, um, you might also know Reacher was uh, two films starring Tom Cruise, mm -hmm. which were um, controversial, um, given that Reacher is primarily known for his great height and imposing physique. Mm. Something Tom is not known for. Yeah. But anyway, um, keep it to the actual thing. It's a impressive series. Filmed, filmed mostly Canada. Um, as I say, it stars Adam Richard as Jack Reacher, uh, Malcolm Goodwin. Um, as Oscar Finley, uh, you might know Malcolm from, I believe it's I Zombie, probably being mm -hmm. one of his most popular roles. Um, but, and obviously, I can't mention, I mentioned before Finn does that he was also in Breakout Kings, um, which, yeah, two seasons of pretty wild, pretty awesome show. Mm -hmm. But yeah, he so he does a um, and also we have Willa Fitzgerald, um, who's known for the Scream TV series. Um, she stars as Roscoe. Um, and both Malcolm Goodwin and Will's characters are local law enforcement um, in the town that Jack um, visits, and they get sucked into this conspiracy. Um, and it also features um, Kristen Crook, who appears for a few episodes. Um, as a wife of um, a suspect. So it's good to see Kristen back on screen. Um, but yeah, it's it's a great ride. It it does what I like to say, it does um, controlled violence well. And I would say, for instance, you look at the fight choreography, although it's very different fight choreography, you compare this with um, Fistful of Vengeance, you can see the clear quality difference. Clear, absolute quality difference. Yeah, obviously, of course, man. Um... But yeah, um, Richard, uh, Richard's recently be, been on um, Inside of You and Michael Rosenbaum um, talking about the project and um, his sort of experience um, of being an actor. So if it, those things interest you, definitely worth downloading that and have a listen. It's quite um, in deep and lots of um, detail. Um, I will also um, add that um, Maxwell Jenkins in it and you might know him from Lost in Space because um, he plays um, young Reacher um, because a lot there's a at least one um, there's at least one flashback where we see um, that Reacher's childhood and that he was basically always someone who was about justice about um, protecting the little guy and mm. it's amazing it's an amazing show it's got loads of um, nice twisted little turns, and it feels like I haven't read um, Jack Reacher novels, but it feels like a fateful adaptation. 
mm. in a way that it hasn't been Hollywoodified or it hasn't thrown out the sort of details that books often lose when they um, get pulled onto the screen. And I would highly recommend it. Um, it's already been um, renewed, so that's great news. So I look forward to seeing the further adventures. Uh, dude, I don't even disagree with everything you said, man. It's really terrific. Um, I sort of the, the cinematography is great in it. The vibe, mm. it just looks very slick. And I've been saying it for what Alan Richards, super talented guy, man. Um, he's been putting the work from his stuff in Blue Mountain State. Yeah, it was, was a standout in that. Um, he's one of the best things, to be honest, or, or one of the best things on Titans. I was gutted when he was out of that. I was like, man, what the hell are they doing? But obviously, now you know it was for this opportunity, and now he's going to become the star, a proper star now. This is going to make him. And this hopefully opened more doors for him into other stuff, I believe. Um, yeah, he just, he, just, he just got a charisma in it. And it's one of those because... I guess you could, if you do it the wrong way, it can come across too douchey. Yeah. It's about that balance, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, um, and he really captures it uh, really well. And him and, it's funny, the the stuff of him and Malcolm Goodwin, man, it's really hilarious. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, they're back and forth. Yeah, the, the bit in the car <laughs> with the, <laughs> the, the music uh, oh. was funny. And because the stereotype, isn't it? You, everyone's got this, this stereotype. My good was captured like things like no. I think is, is that the, the music they use on Supernatural, isn't it? Was it? Yeah. Uh, Wayward, yeah. Carry on by Wayward Son is, is like the oh. supernat- unofficial Supernatural theme. Supernatural theme, yeah. Um, they've been using that a lot, man. Those guys must be making money because they use that theme was used on Fish Fruit as well, by the way. Hearts, yeah. Um, Heart, so, yeah. So I love that. I was had tears in my eyes, and even Willa, his character, she's a. Uh, you know damsel in distress man very yeah. smart very capable very which i like yeah um she's really great i hope that does i hope that sort of um boosts her star power so that she can front something um equally oh, it interesting it will um, it will and any dude when you're getting when you're ultimately gotten a season two and it was like what number one on amazon prime you know what do you think as well is going to do for alan richardson well, I think Alan, I think Alan, I think Alan Richardson's trajectory is is moving in the right sort of direction, mm-hmm. and I think I think the fact that I think strangely enough, I mean this is this is just me, this is a hot take. I think the whole the whole fact that we're opening more up to diversity now in mm-hmm. film roles means that we can actually film a big dude to play a big dude, uh, whereas before we simply cast um, whoever's a hot Hollywood star right yeah. now. Now we, have, yeah, so now we can have yes. Now we can have let's have this scarily large dude um, who still who you know he's he could do comedy he can he can he he could do the charisma um, and I think that's I think that's only a good thing. So I think he's on the way up. Um, Willa, I just ho- I hope he's on the way up. Um, yeah. And, and Malcolm will always get work because he's bloody yeah. good. He seems to get work as, as cranky as a cranky cut quite well. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, and people forget he was on House of Cards and, by the way, he was also on American Gangster. Oh, okay. People forget that. He was one of Denzel Washington's brothers. 
along with Common, Shweta Jiafor, obviously that had Idris Elba, Cuba Gooding Jr.'s in it. That is a cast and a half, man. Wow. That is like a high caliber cast, American gangster. So for you to be on there, you know, you ain't no, uh, <laughs> you know, no run under mill performer, you know? Mm. Yep, well, that makes sense. Oh, what else? Right. Moving back, so yeah, definitely watch that. Uh, we've already talked about Wood Assassins, so let's talk about Leverage Redemption, which is the um, continuation of Leverage, um, which was one of my one of the best shows on TV, in my opinion. Mm. Um, back it started back in two thousand eight, and it featured this sort of disparate groups of um, a card a card woman. A cat burglar, a hacker, um, mu- muscle, and this and a um, insurance investigator who came together basically to help the little man through these um, often amazing um, con jobs that they would do against like large businesses or rich people or you know or people in crime whatsoever just to help these people out um, to get what get back what they've lost. Um, and it ran for 77 episodes uh, went from 2008-2012 it starred Timothy Hutton, um, Gina Bellman um, Christian Kane um, Beth Rizraff and Aldous Hodge Hawkman yeah Hawkman as it screams Um, (laughs) yeah and it was on TNT back in the day and it's now on IMDB TV which is basically Amazon It's, it's basically another Amazon channel um, and Redemption um, sort of updates it um, Timothy Hutton is gone um, uh, let's just leave that leave that alone and he's replaced by Noah Wiley who you'll know from um, The Librarians ER and no uh, just no end of things and he's a basically a corporate lawyer who's sort of seen the light and he comes together with some of the old cast. Um, I would say that um, Aldous Hodge is does appear in a few episodes, but he's not. He's not. He only is a guest star. Um, his Vivitz's uh, sister, um, Alice Shannon, who plays Brianna Casey, um, she takes over the hacking duties. So we have um, Gina, um, who plays Sophie Devereaux, as sort of like the new leader. Um, with Elliot Spencer, who um, that's who Kish Kane plays, and Parker, who Beth Richards plays, and again we mentioned No Wiley, um, so as is Harry Wilson, and yeah, so it's and it basically it does do exactly what it used to do, which is help people out. Um, it's now um, set in New Orleans, um, and that's where it was filmed. But yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I've been slowly working my way through it because it was it's a very strange thing to like watch something um, that is that close to the original, um, like ten years after you saw the first one. It's it, it's it feels a bit weird. Ala Dexter, would you say? Haven't seen Dexter. I've gone anywhere near it. Oh, I've got okay. Too many. I did like the end of that. I don't particularly want to start it again. Yeah, 
Okay. I mean, in the fact that it came back for years after in that sense, I meant. Well, it's more. It's more about the fact that it's all the same cast, which is a very which different thing. Dexter is just, as far as I know, it's only a couple oh. people who appear in Dexter after the fact. Um, but yeah, it's it's fun. Um, I believe it's been renewed. Um, it sort of came out with some episodes and some more episodes in the part two. I believe it's coming back again, uh, which is great to see. Um, so, it's definitely, um, definitely recommend it. Um, if you haven't seen the original leverage, start with the original leverage. That's where um, sort of the best examples of things are. And it's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. I can't really say, can't really say more than that. Mm, that's cool, man. Um, like I said, it's always like it when um, actors from sort of shows, you know, you know those cult sort of fan of shows, genre shows, and they go into big things, which is great. I always enjoy that. Okay, and I now know that apparently there is a. Oh, where is that? I'm assuming this is Korean. Yeah, a Korean adaption of Leverage. That came out in 2019. Well, I was wondering if Leverage was inspired by the UK's hustle with Adrian. Yeah. I could, well, I don't know, but I could could see why you say that. Yeah, that's what I was like, oh, cool. They're they're different. They're they're their own thing, but I love Mm -hmm. those. I I love the sort of, um, you know, the format of it, you know. I always find it fun. Yeah. Although yeah, all, yeah, all the hustles just seem to be more of it's just about hustling people. Mm. Whereas I think leverage is very much based on the fact that it is about helping the little people. Yeah. Oh, actually, they do. I think the people they hustle actually on hustle mm. are never exactly the cleanest of individuals. Yeah, but that's that's a different. But it's a bit more stylized though. You're right in that sense. <laughs> I think I like to leverage is good because it's more grittier. Mm. Interesting as well. Yeah, I say yeah. It's a, it's a grittier. It's much grit. It's more um, working class way of hustle. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. the hustle is more very, you know, stylized, very slick, you know, kind of thing. So that, that's the way I say they're probably different, definitely. But cool, man. Um, I'm glad you enjoyed that. Um, Okay, and they, the last thing I watch is um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, um, which came out this week, and on came up on Netflix. Um, it is, as you know, based on Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the seventies horror, um, which has inspired several um, remakes, adaptions, and so forth. Um, it stars um, Sarah Yarkin. Um, as Murdy, which is sort of what made me go for it because I can remember her. She's in Motherland Fort Salem, which you know, is probably mm. one of my favourite shows mm. ever. Um, also, there's Elsie Fisher and Jacob Ladaba, um, who's the other sort of lead role. Uh, yeah, and and he's yeah Jacob Ladaba from The Chai. Um, that's pretty much his what his probably what you might know him or most likely to know him from and it wasn't that great to be honest it just felt like every other horror film it didn't do anything too 
um, stretch it out, stretch and make things interesting. There are ways of making horror films interesting, even if you know you know that eighty percent of your time is chopping people up in horrifying ways. It doesn't do. It tries to do it because there's some there's a thing about the fact that it's a, it's these influencers who go to this way out remote Texas town with the idea of sort of like buying the entire town, um, set up loads of like um, their own businesses and stuff. And there's a um, there's a crack that somebody made where he says, um, "Are you a cult?" And he says, no, we're not a cult. And they explain what they are. Well, no, that's a cult. And it's and there's also a scene where um, Leatherface, who is the bad guy for this um, series, attacks some people. Um, well, he he sort of steps into his place with his chainsaw, and they all pick up their and they all turn the phones on, and threaten to cancel him. And at that point, my eyes rolled to the back of my head, and I lost the ability to see for five minutes. But yeah, it it's bad. I I can't I can't really impress upon you how bad it is. Well, isn't um, it actually made by Netflix, or is it from another studio? I don't I don't know. I'm just gonna have a quick look. By the looks of it, yeah, it looks like it is Netflix. It looks like it hasn't been released anywhere else, and it says the release date was um, the 18th. So yeah, so Netflix bought it themselves, and they shouldn't have bothered because it's awful. Hey, look, man, they, and it's really like... it's just really it's just really lazy writing. Cranking out that content is going to be yep. a few hits and misses, obviously. Apparently so. <laughs> I, it's like you know, you know, you know, like if you if you're sat there and if you're like actually manually cranking something and your hand falls off and you cut your um, you know, cut your arm open. That's that's what happened here. This was this is a horrible accident. And it's almost to take Netflix to get them sorted out because this this isn't what this isn't what we want. <laughs> um. And there's also and there's also a thing in it. There's also a thing in it where um so there's Sarah who's one of the influencers and Elsie has a sister and yeah. Elsie was like I don't know well, it's just like a lone survivor from a school shooting. Um when she was in high school and that sort of brought up a little bit back and it's sort of like it's it's sort of like flavour, but it just doesn't really work. Um I've I've actually seen I saw a review somewhere that like said oh this is good I don't know what they were smoking I honestly I don't see anything in here that makes it in any way interesting I ha I can't immediately think of any other slasher film that I've watched recently enough to say that I can compare it to I know last summer is a TV series so it's a very different sort of thing it's like it's not something that you can compare but no. Things could be definitely better than it was here, which they're is a shame. Even, well, I know what you did last summer. The show—they're not even getting a second season, are they? No, it's a shame. And so it's because they do in—they do lots and lots of interesting things in that. What do you, yeah, you reckon it didn't go? Um, I don't know. I, I don't know because for for I think maybe they're going in another direction because Amazon, as you as we sort of see, you go back. Um, I know two or three years, and Amazon brought out a load of teen shows. Mm. They brought out Panic, and I know we did last summer, and a few other things which are cool summer. Um, 
Well, they, no, that's a that's they bought that, so that's freeform. Oh, okay. So they bought that. They did. They don't. They didn't make it themselves. Mm. And I don't know. Maybe they think they want to go in another direction because they cancelled Panic, and Panic was a lot of fun. Mm. Um. So yeah, I it just. To, I agree with what you're saying, dude. Because it seems to me that. Netflix seems to be wanting to go more in that route. Some of the stuff they're acquiring, it seems to yeah. suit them. Well, it's, more yeah, it seems like it seems Amazon. like. Yeah, I think. I yeah, I agree with that. I, th- I could only assume that maybe they want that. It seems that Amazon seems to be making things, a little more for weekly consumption. Mm-hmm. And maybe those sorts of shows don't work. But yeah, so I could I've, I just got up a list, and so they had, um, yeah, so Panic, I know it last summer, um, well they bought um, Alex Ryder, and I've never knew it, so it's pretty much theirs now. Um, Alex Ryder suits them; it does suit. I don't know why. I think it so. Goes. It suits yeah. that net them. And further. they've got, and they had the Wilds as well, and they re- they chose to renew that one. Mm. Um, but I don't know what made them um, decide to kill off Panic. But anyway, moving up thing. Um, yeah, the only thing, yeah, I literally only watched it because I, I was, I thought I'd like to see what else Sarah Yarkin is doing, because um, mm. her character in um, thing, she's in the first season, and she doesn't make it through, unfortunately. Mm. But it's all about war, so. But she was fun in that. Um, yeah. It's, I'm not. I'm not a fan of horror. That's that's. I think that'd be fair to say. So maybe it's not aimed at me, but I can. It just, it just felt so lazy, and I feel like horror is definitely one of the things we can't afford to be lazy. It's it. It's not exactly hard to find a slasher film. Yeah, it, the horror. It depends what you're going for. You got to be specific. Are you trying? Are you being meta? Are you self? Uh, are you, or you're being serious, or you're comedic. There's, there's no. It, it's, it's, yeah, it, yeah. So, if once you, you need to know exactly where you want to kind of go, if you're dealing with horror, I feel. Mm-hmm. If you're not sure, it's, it's a mercy because there's only a few that really move the needle in modern times. Yeah. So it's you know there's a there's a, there's a small space. And with the thing with horror, you either become an iconic horror filmmaker legend, to say, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're like like a, a a carpenter. He's a great filmmaker as well. Mm-hmm. Or 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 Jordan Peele or Wes Craven or so forth. Yeah. Or you don't. There's no middle ground, is it? You either make or you either make it as a great or you don't. Thing is though, you can make it when it comes, especially if you if you want to take like teens and a slasher, there's easy ways to make that. Um, where you can just make it, where you can just throw in some, make it funny, like Happy Death Day, something like that. You can make it funny. That's great. While just keep, yeah. Um, or like what they did was with Happy Death Day too, where they took a real chance. They like changed, they changed the genre basically, and it still works. But I don't think they've made any. They didn't, they didn't risk anything in this. Basically, the idea is that it's the same person who was Leatherface fifty years ago, 
but still has the you know still has that same super superhuman strength that all serial killers of that type do. So if they so he was so he's seventy years old, but he's still quite more than happy enough than of this like chopping people up and throwing people across a room or something like that, and being resilient and being resistant to bullets. This is the thing. As every, can, as every other um, you know, slasher, big slasher mm. guy is. It works with Michael Myers because there's a myth, there's a mythical yeah to him and stuff. It works, but it doesn't work with Leatherface. It's a whole different thing going on. So I don't know, man. Um, oh, yeah. I was going to ask you to go mm-hmm. off topic. You know, was it that um, the Winx saga? Is that still going on? The Winx? Oh, do you mean I don't? Oh, that's an interesting question. People really like that. I never watched it to be honest with you. I've heard like just like the people who I follow, they really seem to like that. So it seems to be quite female centric. Yeah, is it? Well, yeah, it is very much a female. It's a, yeah, it's a female fronted show about like um, supernatural beings. But I just kind of like I don't know, man. I was like, oh. I kind of okay. was like, okay. Uh, I'm reading quickly. It was renewed for a second season. Yeah, it's only because it's kind of like my god, that only came out in 2021. Yeah, that feels like it came out like three years ago. Well, it's the pandemic, isn't it? So yeah, pandemic time. A lot of it were made before the pandemic came out. Then production stopped, so it sort of changed a lot of things, doesn't it? So. I don't know. Um, mm. Yeah, so it, it has been renewed. So it will be. And yeah, it's just, it's just a team drama thing. It's based obviously on the um, toys. Is it? She and got. Anim- animation. Then, uh, but yeah, I think it's animation first, then toys. It, it's, uh, it's an Italian show. Mm. Or the original was Italian show. I, I kind of. I don't even have to read everything to know what's going on. I've seen some of those. She's a chosen one with special abilities from a family. She goes to this special school. She falls involved with the the forbidden guy. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. Am I right? Or am I off? I don't know. I haven't watched it, but I can see just reading the um, character breakdowns. It's yeah, it's pretty much that. Yeah. That's 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 just a genre. I don't think you, I don't think you should look at it with any more derision than any other genre. Because it's, I mean, it's not better to say, oh, here we go, Here, here's this um, detective who cut, who never follows the rules but always gets, um, always gets results, can't hold down a relationship, um, drinks too much. And that's just a whole genre of like 10,000 films that have come out in the last like 10 you know, years. You, you know what? What I'm going to say is, you know when I was watching one of us lying, you read the book, so, so, mm-hmm. you know, Nate and Bronwyn, right? Yep. I saw that. I saw. I didn't have to, I saw that. They were different. After... That's yeah. That's they were different. Well, at least in the books, they were a different idea. I guess just because because I think I think of her more as what she is after the reveal than what she is before. Mm. So before the reveal, yeah, that is pretty much how everything goes. But because of what we learn after the reveal, it makes her a little less more of a cutout and more yeah. of a real person, and yeah. that tends and that sort of evens things out and makes it less and makes it less derivative of everything else that we've seen in teen stuff. But I do get your point. 
I, I, was like, I, was, I just felt so. I, I was like Evan, man. You know what? This is just prolonging the pain. Come on, man. This is yeah. But then you get that way. story. But then you get the story of the baseball player. That's totally, that's something totally different that we don't see every day. No. Oh no, no. That's Sir Cooper. Do you know the one yeah. thing that actually cracks me up? Um, the guy that plays in um, the actor, the, he does his face. Um, yeah. <laughs> he's always got this. What the fuck? What am I doing? Putting myself in this situation for space? Okay, <laughs> I will have. To, I will have to watch. He's always watch got like, out. and you can relate. He's almost like, I feel you, man. I'm like, God, why am I putting myself here? Like, what, what, why? Why am I putting? Is just that face? Is like, what am I putting myself in this? He's not going to end well for me or anybody. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, that's all we've got to say about that. So, oh. of my things, yeah, I would. If you, if you're a Assassins fan. Don't watch the film. Just keep the watch the TV show again if you want to watch something because yeah. it's got it's got more good points than bad points. Um, if you're a horror fan, you could do much better than Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You could do much much better. And yeah, yeah. Uh, so what we're gonna do now is we're gonna take a break um, while I check some technical things. And when we come back, we're gonna talk about the newest Hallmark signature mystery, and that is Cut Color Murder. Okay, see you soon. So, we're back, so let's break down um, Cut, Colour, Murder, uh, which we both watched and have some thoughts about, and then after that we'll do, we'll talk a little bit about um, Hallmark Mysteries, the other, other ones that we perhaps like, and what's happening with the, I guess, genre as a whole. So, let's um, do the summary. You Cut, Colour, yeah, so Cut, Color, Murder was released um, back on the 6th of February. Um, it was, it's um, on Hallmark, so available through our various Hallmark um, channels around the world. Um, it was filmed mostly in Burnaby, British Columbia. And it stars Judy Gonzalo, I know from Supergirl, Ryan McPartland, uh, perhaps best known for Chuck, and Grace Beattie, um, which is newer, uh, well, somewhat new and uh, less known actress. Um, yeah, and it's a one of the, what they call a hallmark mystery, a hallmark signature mystery, which, as you guess, is about is about murder mysteries. And as far as I can see, it's not based on a book, which these um, sometimes are. So it's um, fully original um, hallmark idea. And the summarize is when a beauty pageant creator is found dead, a savvy hairdresser works with a new detective and risks everything to clear the names of those she loves. And yeah, so I watch it. It's, a, it's hard to judge our mystery shows on their first episode, especially Hallmark ones. They definitely get, they um, improve a lot once you get some lore behind them. So once you get one or two um, shows in the past, uh, so you can see things like, for instance, like the person who, um, like the lead, 
um, which in this case is Ali, that's the name of the character. Once we know that Ali is more capable of um, solving um, murders, it's easier to sort of like get into things. Whereas I guess at the beginning, we don't really know. So she could just be a busybody. So what do you think of it? Yeah, um, it was fascinating because uh, I, I thought it was cool. Um, it was different in the fact that obviously Ryan McPartland, who's also the executive producer on the show, um, and he actually was one of the he helped write the actual um, film. Actually, he actually, I watched an interview actually on the Hallmark Mysteries YouTube channel with him and Julie Gonzalo, and he talked about how him and his writing partners they came up with the idea when they were in um, Pasadena in a in a, cafe, in, a, in a in a diner there, and he's something that he's always interested in the sort of who done it, and it came up with this idea and so forth and. Um, yeah, and that was interesting, which is cool. And um, I like that it wasn't just, oh, we'll, we'll sh it didn't seem like it's a uh, wool day, won't day kind of thing. They were coming at it from sort of different angles. Yeah. That he's, he, he wasn't, he was more like, he was all about being professional and stuff. And he doesn't, obviously him being a new detective in the town, he didn't understand how certain things work, the... the intricacies of how the town works and stuff like that yeah and and her and her and then exactly and then obviously with the murder happening and then her family in from being involved and she became personal for her and then that it's all that clash and then you find out just the background of her and her husband being a cop and then it starts to make sense and it's like oh, you know it seemed innocent enough but it's quite kind of quite dark at times um yeah especially with background. her backstory yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I will say though that they 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 very rarely go anywhere near the will they won't they the first episode. They like yeah. to leave that for maybe episode two or three. So in like mm. episode two, other people notice, and then in episode three maybe they start noticing. You can see it pretty well in uh, Murder One Award. They do a good uh, job of like holding off on the uh, romantic interest until it, everything gets a little bit more established. Yeah. But yeah, as I point it's I point it's interesting because as we'll talk about later, that it's apparently a sort of directive um from Hallmark Powers of B that they're less about having um I, what was I talking about? Right, you were talking about there's a big change going on at um okay. Hallmark ah, Mysteries yeah. because they they were trying to change the narrative of some of the shows. Yeah. Yeah, so it's interesting to see that um that they went forward with this as, as newest um, Hallmark signature mystery because apparently, according to a interview with Christopher um, Pilar, um, which you can find, I believe, on Hall the Hallmarkies um, podcast, mm. he says that they are looking to move away from having a female lead working with a detective mm. as a, as a, working with a cop. As they're sort of um, set up for these mysteries, mm. it's interesting because there aren't many that don't do that. Yeah. In fact, the only one that doesn't is Chronicle Mysteries, where we have a podcaster working with a reporter. Mm. That's the only one I can think of, and it works quite well. But but it was just interesting to see. Um, um, oh yeah, the other one would be um, the one whose name escapes me that starred. Let's see. What, Jason Priestley? No, I'm thinking of a 
of actually one that is a hallmark, uh, but it's been cancelled now. Let's see. Yeah, so it's the one that starred Kelly Martin that had a different setup because oh. it was Kelly who, uh, Haley Dean is what I was thinking of, yeah. So that had a different setup because it had Haley Dean and she was a therapist who used oh. to be a DA and she used to she used to work with her friend who was a invest, a court investigator. Okay. And that was sort of like the only other um, setup I can think of. But getting back to color mystery, it's interesting. It's an interesting. I, I think it's a really good idea um, to have someone who runs a hairdressing salon um, mm -hmm. use all that all that gossip gossip in there to find out what's happening with um, the people involved in a murder. Well, the ironic ironic thing is as well, Dean, that we're doing this podcast. Yesterday, I was at mm -hmm. my obviously before, after I went to the barbers. I was at my hair salon to get sort out my hair because I get my hair plaited, and and I'm I mean and I go to hair salons obviously I have to go like a black hair salon and that is very true. A lot yeah. of people there's a lot of talking and you do sometimes speak a lot with um, people that are doing, the person that's doing your hair if they are regular, and it does get kind of personal and stuff. So that kind of does make sense. People can oh yeah definitely let's definitely. so even the same thing with a barber. People talk about politics, random stuff. It's a very communal place the barbell hair salon hair yeah. salon in this sense so it's very, yeah. yeah it's very much a part it's very much a part of the community i got my hair cut yesterday actually as well thinking mm. that hey who gets a haircut during during a storm so i didn't have much much of a weight <laughs> yeah um but yeah especially in like this one which is a unisex hair salon sort of way um where you're much like to much more like to have a lot of people in because it seems it's it seems quite big when you look at it and yeah. there seems to be quite a number of stations there. Mm. Um, so you can, and there's people who come in regularly. Uh, so you can get the idea. It's very much part of that community because it is like a small town, as we learn from the um, sheriff and stuff, and just, just general talk between people. So yeah, it, that much, that part of it makes a lot of sense. Um, in terms of, I guess, in terms of the rest of the cast, I didn't, no one really jumped out at me. Except for maybe um, the person who plays Chelsea, um, yeah. who is Ali's sister, and yeah. that person is Grey Speedy. Yeah. And it was quite funny because we had you had that um, trope of oh I could never be um, in a beauty contest. I just like <laughs> you look like a model. What are you talking about? I'll speak to you. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've literally just I um, as I was finding as I was getting ready to dance, I clicked on her IMDb. And I just got a headshot with her like hair down to her back. All I started is like, yeah, that's exactly what a model looks like. Well, she uh, basically she basically looks like if you basically did a chemical mix-up of a bit of Margaret Roby, Samara Weaving, sprinkled mm. Daniel Campbell, Maggie Qualley, and you mix them together and you get her. And I was that's what I was thinking. I was like, have I ever seen her before? She gets she, she's basically like a brunette Samara Weaving. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, she's a very she's a very striking old lady. So it was quite funny. So when they were trying to make it yeah. sort of look look like a disheveled college girl, I was like, no, it doesn't that doesn't work? That's, and that's then not it a thing. Exactly. And then <laughs> it like, comes out that right. her and then it came out that her sister, yeah, sister was a beauty pageant as well. But obviously she's going to be in the genetics, isn't it? I'm like, come on, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, 
but yeah, I don't think yeah, I don't think any of the any of the characters really grabbed me in the way that um again, if you go back to Mystery One Hundred One, um the lead's father really grabs you as a person because he's he's a, he's a writer and a famous writer. And yeah, they spend a lot of time talking about the relationship between father and daughter and how good it is. Um, yeah, to learn that the mother died, I believe. Mm. Yeah, died quite early on. So. So it's still early though. It's only the first. It's only the first um, episode. So yeah. once we get a few more, but I know that from obviously from what we find out, and there will be spoilers in this because the film is, you know, it's probably been on a few times across a bit. I'm like, and you yeah. can watch it, and this is specifically about this episode. Mm. So we will be spoiling it. But yeah. a lot of the people who we meet, they're pretty much we know we won't see them again um, for various reasons because they were sort of either the murderer or they did something dodgy so it's unlikely that they'll be coming back for next for another episode so i don't i don't really see from what's left as someone's going to keep keep things interesting but we'll still yeah. have to see yeah um, um hmm. yeah i think i think i i don't know for me they i think they made ali's sort of deductive um powers a little bit strong in the beginning She's a bit. She's a little bit too Sherlock for me. At the beginning, they went a little crazy. Whether I could, you know, I could, you know, the accents, and I could tell that you used to be here, and all your left-handed, and all that sort of stuff. Some is good. Too much is not. So I want to see how they how that happens next time. Because I think we can put down some of like of her showing off just because maybe she maybe because obviously her sister was um accused of murder and that was that was i know for me that bothered me because it was like the dumbest idea in the world that they went so this girl so she's a clean so she's like the assistant for a hair salon who mm. was on site so she cleans all the stuff but because she argued with somebody yeah she definitely she definitely stabbed this person and left like left but I said, no, that's that's not that's not a motive. So yeah, someone embarrassing someone embarrassing you. As long as you're not a psychopath, that's not a motive for that's not a motive for murder. Well, so I felt that bad when they were trying to keep on pushing, oh, it's only because she's thing and it looks bad. It's like it doesn't look bad. Because as we find out that person was awful to everyone. And offered other people in far worse ways than she was than that thing that one other thing she said to Chelsea. So that didn't sort of. I think uh, maybe I'm picking too much of it, but I could feel in other Hallmark um, shows that the better jobs of having, you know, having a reason why someone close to the lead is suspected of something. Because mm. I mean, she's literally just. She's a college person, so I assume she's not always there. So it no, seems, no, she yeah, so it seems, yeah, so it seems to me that that's a bit of a stretch to think that because someone says something to you, that you're going to kill them. I mean, maybe if you, maybe if like it was something like I know there was a fight near some stairs and she fell on the stairs, maybe you could say okay, but that was deliberate murder. And I feel that's really hard to suggest that someone, you know, what going into their second year of college decides, nah, never mind, I'll just go to jail instead. Because that seemed the stretch, that seemed the stretch for me in the police investigation. 
but uh, I don't. Maybe I'm being I'm too harsh on it. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Um. Um. It's um. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, I think maybe what you're saying is maybe it could be what what you know her skills. Obviously, we know that obviously she's married to a detective and so forth. So she probably picked up certain things being close. Yeah. But it should have been more. Maybe the next when they do the next, we'll just make it a, little, a bit more subtle. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. they made it. Uh, yeah. Just, I think they went a little bit too strong with it. Yeah. Make it like, yeah, subtle. Yeah. I, I see exactly what you're saying there. Um. Um, but yeah, I'm actually I'm even looking at Grace Beadle who plays uh, Julie Gonzalez's sister. Man, yeah. she, she took quite a few bits already, man. Um, yeah, I was I was like surprised when I looked at her resume and saw all the shows that she's been in. It's quite you know, she's she had like a TV series, um, which looks zero chill. Yeah, ice skating. Mm-hmm. Um, she was on Fort Salem. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, I saw that. Was Kung, Kung, Kung Fu as well. Yeah, which means I put, I've seen him in that as well. So it's yeah. Great. Okay. Okay. I think I don't think we'll, we'll be seeing her quite a lot, man. She's quite young, so she could be one of the next one of Canada's next breakouts, possibly, right? Possibly. Possibly. Um. But yeah. Um. What did you think of Ryan McPartland? As a Carl Crawford, Detective Carl Crawford. It's strange because I just remember him on thing, on Chuck, and he I just played a stereotype during that whole time. What kind of a goofy kind of? Well, he just plays he plays that you know that big you know that big jawed, um, superhero looking sort of guy, um, with the good hair. Yeah, I think I wonder if he put that in himself because there's a drive about these hair. <laughs> yeah, well, I do want to. Yeah, can do make some jokes about his hair and they do that. Um, but no, I think he, I think he did pretty. I think he did pretty well. Yeah, I think he is. Um, yeah, he looks. He does look. Um, look like what you get from the the Hobart character. But there's a reason I look that way. There's a re- and it's not like any other shows tend to cast or or TV channels really cast against type that much. Mm. So yeah, I think it's a good job. Yeah, he's very straight. You know, I always forgot. I'm like, he's familiar. What have I recognised him from? Then I remember, oh, Chuck. But because he was so straight, like he was all serious, you know, yeah. well crafted and stuff. I was like, okay, like he's doing a straight man. He, he he played it like the classy sort of detective kind of thing going on. And obviously, there's more to him. He's holding a lot of stuff back, and he's not there randomly. Obviously, he's not there just to just to you know. Have a more relaxing life as a, as a detective on a force. Indeed, yeah. So it's, it just seems pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's funny. Something Ryan McPartner mentioned something. So you see, obviously, um, she, uh, she lived with uh, the family lived together, right? Yeah. Um, like, and he said you mentioned something about he liked the. Uh, what do you call it? This this show, excuse me, I'm losing, I'm losing it. Uh, what's that show called? Um, Murder One and One. No, no, with the, the show with the three sisters, with the girls, the, the mother and daughter. You're gonna have to be a lot more specific than that. Oh my god, Maya Ventimiglia was on it. Jared Padalecki was on it. Oh my god, I can't believe Gilmore it. Girls. The Gilmore, yes, he said he liked the Gilmore Girls vibe 
getting on between Ali, her mum. Oh, her yeah. yeah. Yeah, he said he liked that. So, oh, okay. in an interview, yeah. Um, um, uh, yeah. Uh, I find, and I reckon we'll see more of the... It'll be interesting to... I think if they want to make it different than other ones, they dive a bit deeper into a couple of the characters, which they did a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see, like you know, people in the hair salon. You've got Rachel. You've got Beth. Obviously, you've got Eric. You know, if you dive into them, you'll sort of get their character involved in some of the mysteries. Then you'll be able to sort of make them more well-rounded, isn't it? In that sense. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's what I'm looking for. Once, yeah, once we get a better idea of the people around them, hopefully we can sort of move forward. Man. Um. Can I remember with um, the Fixer Upper ones, which starred um, Jewel Kilcher, um, mm. the singer turned actress? Um, like her best friend was like um, was this very scatty, sort of over the top best friend. So it it really worked to keep her to keep things interesting. Um, and she was played by oh wow, it doesn't that she's acted since then. Um, Aaron Carpluck. Okay. Who you might know from being Erica. Oh, being Erica. I've got this. Old school. Yeah. Um, yeah, so once you get an interesting character like that, I think sh- things should go well. But we'll have, to, we'll have to see. What I did like is that they didn't mm-hmm. make, it was a great Beatles character, Chelsea, rebellious against a mum. And you know that trope, I'm going to be rebellious against my mum and my yep. sister. She actually gets on with them, and she respects them, and she admires them. I like that. They were actually, yeah. you know, I was like, oh, yes, I actually like that. Because something like that annoys me when they do that. Just mm. for the sake of doing it, it's just kind of like cliched. I'm glad I didn't go that route. Yeah, I feel like Hallmark is less like to do that. They tend to, um, they are very much family friendly in that way. They will make, mm. they won't have that sort of people throwing tantrums and stuff. Yeah, if I want now, I'll watch Yozark, you know? <laughs> oh, I haven't. I don't watch. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, so I think, yeah, everything I see is is, is pretty good. Um, and I, I mean, I'm happy to see more, happy to see more of it. I'm going to ask um, you. Brendan Zoob's character, Sterling Addison. Are we going to mm-hmm. see him again? Oh, that he was the he was the one who's interested, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, possibly, possibly. He might, yeah, because he's pretty, yeah, he's um, pretty popular. Hallmark guy. He's got let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six. Um, previous appearances, and that's just in between twenty twenty and now. Mm. And I can see a few more that I think are probably uh, big ones. Yeah, so he looks pretty popular. So there's no reason for him not to, but I wonder. Hmm. And Linda Boyd, man, she's been around got like twenty plus years. Or more. She's like been in everything. <laughs> well, that's something you do get when you get these things. Um, yeah. When you get hard, you do get people who are very, 
very um, well known and who have done a lot of work. Yeah, her and Mike Dupod, who plays Stan. Yeah. You name it, they've been in it. <laughs> but yeah, look at the thing. Goes back to wow. Yeah. Oh thought, wow, she was in Danger Bay. Do you do you know that? Have you no, heard of that? No, even I don't remember that. I first saw her in Final Destination. That's when I first saw her. Okay, so it's I think it's a Disney. Was it Disney? I have to quick really quick at this. Uh, English, English, English. Yep, Disney Channel. So Danger Bay, because I remember this from when I was a kid, all those decades ago. Uh, the adventures of a marine biologist and his family as they fight environmental crimes and other problems. She's in uh, Virgin River. She's in Super. Yeah, I guess she was Super Girl. Oh my God, she, I remember her in Smallville. She it goes back to geez, 1986. Mm-hmm. That is. She was on Highlander TV series. X. She was in X Files, dude. Yep. Millennium. Wow. Like. <laughs> yeah, it's been around for been around for quite some time. But yeah, I think there's plenty. There's plenty that's good here. Um, I'm. I thankfully I'm not a barber hairdresser, so. I I I'm not annoyed by the haircutting scenes, which are, <laughs> hila- which are hilarious. But... Yeah. Well. Um... Oh yeah, you're done. <laughs> what? What do you mean by what do you mean by done? Now, 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 it, now it, it was it was funny watching um, because obviously me going to a black barbers, right? Mm-hmm. It, it was fascinating uh, watching when the character of Darren went into the mm-hmm. bar, went into the hairdresser to get his hair cut. Like yeah. didn't do much. I do check to see what if they're using the right thing. It looked like they were using the right the hair uh, hair machinery, mm-hmm. but it was kind of very quickly because yeah, clippers. Because now when you're doing art, when you do hair, it's all about shaping up. So mm-hmm. I don't know what he was getting done there. Was he getting a, a fade? His hair shaped up, or was he just going there to trim? So, but anyway. Yeah, I guess I guess I assume it's just a shape shape up, and there was no instance of you know the of her. Like sp- um, spraying him with that uh, acid stuff to the condition which makes you flinch, no matter how strong you think you yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you, or and where 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 was the Turkish slap? Or they just slap their back your back your neck? <laughs> or they dust your face? Exactly. Where's your other tissue? Where or the or the tissue that goes the tissue that goes around your neck before they put the thing on? You know, it's these sort of details. I think it's going to push it over the edge. Now, it's funny, you know what? It's funny you said it because one thing I've always noticed in in mm-hmm. hairdressers, scene, obviously, they always look far clean, cleaner. I'm not thinking. I'm always watching a scene in the where it was a bar bar hairdresser. It looks so clean. Like yeah. I don't see any hair on the floor. This is also, I'm like always wondering. I'm like, yeah, and you know what you go to? There's always hair. There's generally always hair on the floor. Usually they'll like put it up into, especially if it's busy, especially a place as busy as that. Well, it looks like there's always someone having something done. There's no way it's, yeah. it would look that looks that yeah. clean. I avoid drinking and having tea, and that uh, because you know there's gonna be hairs gonna fly. Oh, oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh. like <laughs> there's no there's there's nothing in the world that, you, that your body will tell you about 
quicker than there's a hair in your mouth, mate. Stop. Yeah, exactly. Stop what you're doing. There's a hair in your mouth. You need to eject that immediately. If you want to know what a cat feels like. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, um, they're thinking about. I know, yeah. The haircut. But, I yeah, mean, but yeah, yeah, the, um, yeah, the hairdressing scenes are absolutely hilarious. Yeah, it's I love just, that. It is, just, it is just one comb, one clip, you're done. Get out of here. <laughs> I'm like, man, that's expensive. I'm like, dude, exactly. like, you know, Carl. I, I could not be getting, yeah, I could not be getting my hair done like forty dollars a time every two weeks. That's insane. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, man, like they said, Carl, Detective Carl Crawford getting paid peas because, yeah. like, you know, you're gonna pay fifty, and he was like, what? Because you know what? Because you came on. <laughs> it was okay. <laughs> That's not, yeah, that's that's not how business works. <laughs> oh, like, like, <laughs> how good it is. It was hilarious, man. I was, I was thinking, I was thinking, 50, you know what I was doing? When you said I was trying to convert it into pounds? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so that'd be, what, 30, 38 to 40? Like Jesus. I'm like, damn, man. I'm like, I, I, and then everyone, I'm thinking to myself, man, your hair looks quite good. <laughs> anyway, so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. They, they're paying them well in gold. Is it, um, in, is it Golden Peak? Mm. What do you mean? Um, no, nah, the town, I said, I said, man, those are expensive oh, yeah, haircuts. Yeah. That, is a, that is a very affluent town. Very affluant. I, I don't know if they've got oil or something, but yeah, people get, <laughs> people get paid over there. I know, dude. I know, man. Um, but yeah, no, that was kind of fun and stuff. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, it was directed by Stacey N. Harding. I don't know if you're familiar with that, with her. No, I'll top of my head now. Mm. Let me see. Let's see what else she's done. Oh, so she's done some work at Timeless and Arrow. So who are you looking Charmed. at? I'm the director. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. And that's well. She does second. She does second unit work for them. Um, oh, she did Mystery 101. She did one of the first episodes by Lips of It. Oh, man. She's and got she a did good a resume. Child, child. Yeah. Very good resume, man. Lucifer as well, first season mm-hmm. director, I think during the first season. Proof, Unreal, Lonesome Dove Church, Rogue Cedars Cove. Oh my god, wow. She's been around, oh no, she is, dude. She mm. was a assistant director in episode Young the Restless. I think that might be the first season of Sliders, dude. Okay. Oh. Ninety six. So I'm guessing she's like in the late forties, early fifties then. In ninety six sliders, wow. Oh. Okay. Well, I don't think there's I don't think there's much because much we can say is that in that we we've seen it, we like it so far, but we like to see more. And yeah, but what I'd like to do now is quickly move over um, to a sort of special news section, which is about hallmark movies and mysteries in general. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Because I've been getting a lot of comments on on the website. Could people keep on asking? Um, do we know anything about things getting renewed? Mm. Um, and so at the moment, um, the shows that are sort of on that we don't know what's happening with. We don't know if Murder One Hundred One is coming back, mm-hmm. despite that. Or Mystery One Hundred One. Sorry, I'll give the right name. Mystery One Hundred One is coming back, despite that huge cliffhanger they decided to put into it. Um, we don't know if um, um, Chronicle, the Chronicle Mysteries are coming back. Mm. Unfortunately, and yeah, so those are the ones that sort of up in the air. Um, most other ones have now we know have been cancelled. So Picture Perfect, which is is Picture Perfect that the Pen of Vegas, I believe it is. Let me see Picture Perfect. Uh, yes, Picture Perfect Mysteries is the Pen of Vega ones. Okay. Um. And they've had three episodes, and that's been cancelled. Uh, there's also The Matchmaker, mm. which starred um, Danica McKenna. Okay. That's been cancelled. Mm. And that's yeah, Danica McKenna with Victor Webster. And Danica McKenna has gone to... J-A-C? Um, G. Yeah, Great, Great American Country. Great American Country which um, was started by one of the um, people at the top of Hallmark who left. So, yeah, that's... So she's got, like, a multi-movie um, deal over there. Um, yeah. And Haley Dean cancelled, but we saw... But people in the news sort of know because it was quite some time since we saw Haley Dean. But, yeah, that's been, that's been cancelled. And that's... Haley Dean's one of my favourites. Um, going forward, we have Aurora Tea Garden, which seems to be bulletproof, so that's just, that just keeps on going. Um, it stars Candace Cameron Bure um, from Full House and Fuller House. Um, yeah, but in terms of Mystery 101, um, some things to note, which might affect them, is the fact that both Christopher Palaha mm-hmm. and Jill Wagner um, both have new um, roles. Mm. Um, Christopher Plathus one he is joining the cast of a Lifetime um, movie which is expected to be stretched to be put into a series which stars Angie Harmon mm-hmm. as a former hit woman um, trying to make trying to live a normal life okay. with her daughter mm-hmm. And he's got he's got a role in it. Um, we just have a name, but we don't know what. Here's the thing: it's based on a mystery book um, by Hollis Morgan. So yeah, so we don't know um, what he'll be playing. But yeah, so but it's Barstow, um, and it stars Harmon as Hazel King, a single mother determined yeah. to shield her daughter from the life she once had while protecting those who can't protect themselves. She was taken off the streets at the age of 15 and trained as a ha- uh, hit woman until a surprising pregnancy drives her to leave it all behind. And so now she's living um, as a single mother, running a diner in Barstow with her teenage daughter. 
and Hazel's past eventually catches up with her, and she's pulled back in for one more hit. It seems like um, Adele, this GAC is getting a quite a lot of uh, oh, a few Hallmark yeah. stars are going over there. Yeah, the G- yeah, it's because they did. They've been taking quite a few um, Hallmark stars. Um, mm. This is a lifetime thing. This is different, but yeah, mm. in general, JC uh, been taking a lot of the um, more known Hallmark stars. It's only because I just re- I just saw something with um, Jessica Lowndes. <coughs> she's actually a film called Harmony from the Heart, and she's mm. a writer. It always got mm. Jesse Metcalf in it and Lyndon McKellen. Yeah. And uh, and and because I know Angie Harmon was talking about that, sh- uh, was it Lifetime or Hallmark? She was, or was it Lifetime, right? It would be Lifetime. Up, she said that she had a deal where she had more creative control over certain projects. Yeah, right. and I know a lot of actors are really liking that sort of thing now these days. Um, um, oh, okay, Jesse Moss is in the cast. Huh. Um, I always, you know, I always thought Jessica Lowndes would actually be good in one of these mystery, as a mystery lead herself, you know. Yeah, I agree. I think that'd be quite. I think, I think it'd be. Great. Gr- I think she'd be great for her, man. I'm like, I, I always, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, think, so. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, wow. Okay. Yeah, so he might be busy with that, and also um, Jill Wagner has a new role. Um, right. It's a st- starring role um, in a show called Lioness, which is about a which is about um, a CIA program. Um, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a thriller. It's got that sort of thing going. I'm just going to put the proper details for you. So, um, Taylor Sheridan is the person behind it, and they're responsible for Yellowstone. Mm. Um, so. Um, yeah, as I said, it's called Lioness, and it will also feature Zoe Saldana and Nicole Kidman. Uh, let's see. It's based on a real-life series program. The series follows a Marine recruited to befriend the daughter of a terrorist um, mm-hmm. to bring the organization down from within. Um, yeah. And Jill White is also co-curator. Mm, so she's, got, yeah. she's playing the lead role. Um, which is interesting. Oh, the network. Uh, net... Interesting. Um, Paramount Plus. Oh wow! Okay. Oh, that's big. For, that's big for her, man. Yeah. So yeah. Um. So we'll have to we'll have to see. Uh, with that, with something like that on. It might be the end of uh, Mystery One Mate, I think that's mate. They need to run that until they run out of the ground because that's one of their best stuff. To me personally, Mystery One One is really good, man. Um, um, they'll probably it'll probably maybe motivate them to try and do one now because their schedules are going to be really busy, isn't it? So they probably know. They're going to be available as much, you know. Yeah, well, I think I think it's a case of it's already started, so I think it's a little bit too late now. Mm. Um, if it hadn't already started, and I think they would have mentioned it. So true. I was going to ask as well. You know, these Hallmark investigators have they done crossovers? 
not that I, not I can think of. I'm surprised they haven't really, really used the potential of you making it a you know a, a united universe and stuff. Yeah. Doing like certain crossovers. That's a great idea. I'm surprised. I think yeah, so. Like I'm, 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 that's what surprised me that they haven't tapped into it. You could get these guys from, you know, um, a Murder Mystery 101, end up in Golden Peak, or then they go and meet, you know, um, Jason Priestley's character in one or something like that. You know, things like that. Uh-huh. But they can do it for. They wouldn't do it all the time. They like maybe do it now and then, and then a big event, do a multiple thing, and then kind of thing. I don't think yeah. that's ever been done. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think you made a good point. It makes perfect. It makes perfect sense to have a crossover. Yeah, it's like right there. It's like Hallmark. You got all the property yourself. It's almost like mm. everybody's doing. It's like Kevin Feige sort of opened that bag that people weren't really using, expanding on their universes as much as they should. Um, That'd be great, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think yeah, I think that would be great. I go, I could. It's just that maybe they're all obviously not all the same um, production companies. They just all happen to be working for Hallmark, so it might not be as easy as it, as it seems to bring them together. Hmm. I'd be surprised. Uh, it's something. It's a question I would ask to one of the actors in one of these. Uh, that's what I would ask them. You know. Mm-hmm. You know, because I was I was thinking about it. I was like, all you know, it's all in the same universe. Like especially like the especially the well known ones like Aurora Tea Garden. Oh yeah, well I guess it's maybe because it's literally stands on its own. Because it is just does seem to be so popular with everyone. Yeah, I know. not the other ones are. Because it's got come uh, the girl from Fuller House, isn't it? Isn't it right? Yep, Candace Cameron Bure. Candace Cameron Bure, man. Damn, she's that is a uh, yeah, like that is very popular, man. Like, Lexa, Lexa do- dogs in it as well, dogs in it. Yep. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Lexa, man. Going back all the way back in the day. Yep, and her daughter will be in the next one. Really? Oh, yeah, playing a younger younger version of herself. Who you mean, Lexa? Yep, and Candace Cameron Bray's daughter. Yeah, they do. So, oh, because they're sisters, right? And they're playing each other.